Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Got all, got all excited, man. I was a little too financially optimistic. So I bought a bunch of call options, yeah, and lost, ended up losing all of it. Um, so mm. 100, over $100,000 of his retirement money. Like, that was it. Like, that was that was all that he had. So Wait, wait, you put it all in yeah. call options? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> you put the entire portfolio in one trade? Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, man, I thought I had it bad. Okay, all right. Yeah. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast, brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Today's episode is produced in partnership with FinClub.ai. Trade with confidence and take the guesswork out of trading with FinClub's artificial intelligence platform. Now you can get access to the best AI trading platform on the market for as little as $19 per month. That's almost the price of Netflix. So head on over to finclub.ai to start your two-week free trial right now. Remember, that's at finclub.ai. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to another episode of the How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, we have a special guest online, Jeremy Newson. He is the CEO of reallifetrading.com. And Jeremy was introduced to me by our mutual friend, Jake from TrendSpider, who's on the show, uh, it seems like every week at this point. And, you know, I've never had a chance to, to speak with you, Jeremy, but I, I've seen your presence online and uh, I'm really excited to talk to you. You seem like an incredibly super positive guy and I'm sure that that's your thing. So, Jeremy, thank you so much for, for coming online today. Thanks, man. I appreciate that compliment, dude. That's very kind of you. But yeah, I, uh, I'm excited to be here, dude. This is cool. You, you run a great show, a great podcast. I appreciate it. It's a, uh, it's definitely a labor of love. I, I think we're going to be around episode 400 by the time this airs. So I've had a couple people on before. Uh, I feel like I might know what I'm doing at this point, but I can always improve. <laughs> so Jeremy, tell me about you. Um, where where do you come from? How'd you get started in trading? And and uh, you know, I guess another question is, how did you get to the point where TrendSpider uh, reached out to you and you um, became friends with them and, and started working with them on on their stuff? Yeah, man. Solid question. I initially got started in the stock market at a, at a young age accidentally. So the, the story goes that the movie Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. um, about 78% of the way through the movie, he said that Lieutenant Dan invested in a fruit company and they didn't have to worry about money anymore. <laughs> uh-huh. So I grew up really poor and I never heard that phrase that no one had to worry about money anymore. So I asked my dad, what's investing? And what was the fruit company? And he told me about Apple. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he told me about how the stock market works. And it made perfect sense to me at a very young age. So I started picking blackberries, like from a bush, and selling them door to door to raise enough money to buy some shares of Apple back in 1994. Wow. That yeah. is a really interesting story. Okay, okay. Yeah. So... Not only was it the uh, the fruit tie in to Apple to stock, but fruit tie in with Apple uh, the blueberries, right? To yeah. uh, blueberries or blackberries? Blackberries. Yeah. Blackberries. Yeah. 
Well, how yeah, about that? Fruit, fruit was all around. <laughs> all right. So, so, so you, you, you got, man, I love this story. Okay. Now, now I'm, now I'm getting interested here. Okay. So you, you sold enough blackberries to start buying Apple stock, right? Yep. Okay. At, w- at what age were you? So I was six, uh, back in 1994. I was hoping you're going to say something like single digits and not like 32 or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was six years old, and that's when I started. And then when I was 12, um, my family moved from Georgia to Florida. And that's when um, we sold those shares, uh, 2000. So right at the top of the tech bubble, like on accident. But I, I made 12 grand. Wow. So I gave me $12,000 as a 12-year-old, and I was, I was hooked. And so that ever since then, I kind of knew that the stock market was a way to create income to create a stream of wealth to be able to help and improve your finances and it was a legitimate way to do so and ever since then i tried to i tried my best to actually be involved in it as as much as i could man that that's incredible all right so so your family moves to to florida right so you said yep, yep okay exactly. and you, you've, you've sold out at some point jeremy's like hey you know what that was so much fun i gotta get back in right you're 12 what what happens next? Do you just go to school and forget about it, and then at some point it yeah. comes back? Yeah, pretty much, man. I went to school, forgot about it. You know, did the whole normal thirteen to eighteen year old thing. And when I turned eighteen, I got a job that had a four hundred one k. I worked at Nationwide Insurance as like a, a car guy, car adjustment dude. I was working at Nationwide Insurance, had a four hundred one k, and inside the four hundred one k, as you know, there's stocks and there's things that you can buy and there's uh-huh. collections and. You, know, you, can, you can decide what fund, what target retirement date fund that you want to be in. So I'm in this 401k. I didn't know what it was or how it worked, but I just added to it every single month like you're supposed to. Well, one day, I sit down for a boss-to-peer interview, kind of like one of those perform- performance reviews. And my boss's name was Rob. And on his screen of his computer... I could tell that there was like stock market graphs. Everyone kind of knows like a stock market graph looks like, but they just don't know exactly how to interpret it. So I asked him, I was like, what is on your screen, man? I want to learn that. Because at the time, Chris, I was going to college for a finance degree to try to learn what the stock market is and how, how to manipulate it, use it, trade it, make money with it. So Rob told me a little bit about his strategy. And to this date, he has a very cool strategy. It's very simple. But he takes all of his money and he buys the QQQ, which is the NASDAQ ETF. And then he just does covered calls and sells the covered calls. And if he gets called away, he makes a profit and then sells puts to get back in it. So once he explained that concept to me, I, it just it naturally kind of made sense. I got it. I, under, I was like, okay, get it. Learned what a covered call was. And I started doing a lot of research to figure out how to do that inside my 401k. So I did what's called a self-directed 401k about the age of 19, late 19, early 20s. And uh, the very, very, very first thing I ever did was I went into Google and I typed in which silver companies to buy. That was the, that was the whole thing. That was the whole research I did. Right. All, that was all of it. And the reason I looked up silver is just because people were talking about it on the news. So I was like, yep, silver makes sense. Bought a silver stock. Uh, it was first Majestic Silver. It's actually still around. Took a symbol AG. And I bought, at the time, I had like $9,000 in some change in my 401k. And I bought all of it 
um, 900 shares and some change at $12 and then did a covered call and they got called away at 15. And so I made about $3 a share with 900 shares, which is about 2,700 bucks. Mm-hmm. But what was crazy, man, is that was more than I made it work. Mm-hmm. And that's when my whole life changed because I then remembered all of the winnings from Apple and started thinking about doing the calculations of how much money I actually missed out on if I just stayed in Apple. And, uh, and started really, really just doing a lot more research into the 401ks and investing and trading. And that's it. I had ne- I've never stopped from that day. Wow. That's very, very interesting. I, you and I have some, uh, some similarities. In fact, uh, I have worked for two insurance companies. Um, one was State Farm and the other was uh, Union Standard Insurance Company in, uh, in Dallas. And I got to tell you, like, by the time I got finished with the second one, I'm like, I don't want to go back. <laughs> this is not my scene. Um, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people have that where they, they have that initial spark then they forget about it and then it comes back to them in, in some serendipitous way. For me, exactly like you're talking about, uh, I went to college and I was working on my MBA and I was, I was all into finance and everything. I loved it. And I graduated and I got into like the corporate finance world and it had nothing to do with stocks, nothing to do with anything that you cover in, uh, in uh, finance classes. It's all like, you know, budgeting and spreadsheets and, you know, boring yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so I kind of forgot about it for a while, like you're talking about. And at some point I heard somebody talking about buying puts on Deutsche Bank. And I'm like, I've heard of a put, but I have not even thought about a put in the last 10 years. I got to figure this out real quick. So yeah. then, then I started on that path, which has led me to where I am today. Uh, so it's, 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 a, it's an incredible journey that you're talking about here. And, and, and I love the, 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 the stories behind it because the stories make it interesting, right? Nobody cares. And, and as the, the audience knows, I don't tell about my winnings. I do not do that because it doesn't matter. What matters is like the stories and the the lessons that I've learned and that I can share with people, right? So I think people get a lot more value out of learning from uh, failures than yeah. just hearing, hearing somebody brag about what they, they made today. Like I can't stand those people on social media where it's like, oh, I made $400,000 today, just a regular Tuesday. Like bull crap, dude. Yeah. Like no way. Yeah. So, so, so Jeremy, tell me some of your stories, right? Like we all have war stories from trading, right? Oh, tell yeah. me some of yours. I got the, I got some of the best ones, man. I actually, I hold the unofficial Guinness world book of records for buying silver at its highest price ever. <laughs> and, um, because I was making money in silver, like what, 2010? So late 2010, early 2011, 2000, yeah, 2011, um, when silver hit its peak, I bought not shares, call options. Mm. At the high, man, the high, like SLV ETF call yep. options, 5101 or whatever, well, like the exact, bro, to the penny. Like I'm not exact, like it was like, bloop, I clicked it and it has never gone up. Like uh-huh. it never went up. And that was when I was around 21 years old. I was trading my dad's retirement account. Oh, no. Yeah. And we had actually done really well doing covered calls. But once I learned that, like you mentioned, the puts and the calls, once I learned that you could buy the option rather than just get into it as a covered call, and you can make, sure, some good money doing the shares, but you can make so much more doing the call option. 
I was like, man, I want to, I want to be the cool kid. I want to be the, I want to be the kid that everyone, my, my parents are pleased on and my family looks up to. Everyone's going to think I'm great. So I wanted to make this like $100,000 account, like a $400,000 account. Got all, got all excited, man. I was a little too financially optimistic. So I bought a bunch of call options. Yeah. And lost, ended up losing all of it. Um, so mm. 100, over a hundred thousand dollars uh, of his retirement money. Like that was it. Like that was, that was all that he had. So wait, wait, you put it all in yeah. call options. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> you put the entire portfolio in one trade. Yeah. Oh dude. <laughs> oh man. I thought I had it bad. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. I've done, so I've done all the bad things. I've done all the bad things. Um, because I also just didn't know anything. Like I, I did, I did that with shares and it worked out. Like I would buy yeah. the whole portfolio with shares. Um, and just no one really told me the importance of risk mitigation because you see, and when people talk about stock market, they talk about how much money you can make. Mm-hmm. They always talk about how much money you can make. Look how much money you can make. This is how much money you can make. Here's my Lamborghini. Here's my Martini. <laughs> Look at this girl in the bikini. You know, all those things. And it's very rarely the risk risk profile, the risk proponent of everything. So yeah, man, I was too overly zealous and I lost all of his money. And it was a pretty big, arduous downhill battle from there um, over the next year and a half, two years, just experiencing rock bottom. Oh, I could imagine. So, I mean, I had a similar, the second time I blew up my account, somewhat similar. It was actually in another precious metals and gold. Um, I Gold was going down and I thought it was a hot shot that could pick tops and bottoms. And so I decided, hey, I'm, I'm picking the bottom in gold. And I went double my size that I normally would on accident. And I was like, it's fine. I'll just go double. I'll make twice as much. It'll be great. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then it went down and down and down. And by the time it got done and I got out, I had lost two thirds of my account in one trade. And similar to what you're talking about. And like, I was devastated. And because I, I had really wrapped up my identity in being a trader at that point. And just yeah. to just watch it unravel, I had no plan. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no exit strategy. And for the fact that I was like, like literally staring at a trend saying, I know better. Like, I, I feel like such an idiot now, <laughs> but like, it's such a great lesson. And I don't think anybody can be successful in trading without having had those lessons, right? You can come from the best, finest education but until you've actually paid your Wall Street tuition, which we all have to pay, is yeah. really the only time that you can find the success. Man, you gotta get punched. You gotta get punched in the mouth to know you're in a fight. And yeah, it's the, the the way that we take care of anything or we pay attention to anything is we have to pay money and or time, mm-hmm. and it means a lot when you lose both. So, you don't yeah. res- you don't respect it until you don't respect the risk until you actually are faced with it. You know, right. And through that comes so many lessons because once I realized you know, a year or two later, oh, I bought the exact top of a, of a, not a bubble, but a hyper extension of price action. Once I realized that, I began to study them. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, four years later. Um, I've been trading now for like 11 years. So I'm 32. So I've been doing it since I was 20, 21 and a half, right around mm-hmm. there, pretty, pretty actively. Um, almost, you know, hours every day. And... Now I kind of study those really, really, really high. Just this thing looks way too kind of like the market a week ago. <laughs> yeah, it was just going straight up, and everything was just absolutely up. And Tesla couldn't ever go lower, and everything was just everyone was buying everything. I can start to feel that now, and I know when a good time to sell, and I know when a good time to buy. And I'm not saying I ever time anything correctly. 
but at least I can know when to not do something. And oftentimes in training, that's the most important thing is to know when not to do anything. Oh yeah, without a doubt. So, so now you are at this point where, you know, you've, you've blown up that account. Um, you've got a year and a half, like you were saying, of, of being at rock bottom. Like what happens after that point? Yeah, man. So the rock bottom, um, was a, a way where I started studying. So a lot of people ask, okay, when you're at rock bottom, like you are saying, what was the thing that you did to get out of it? And a lot of it was self-exploration, you know, studying and just reading and trying to become a better person. But also the one thing that helped the most stock market wise, like just purely stock market, not like the fluff mental stuff, which was very important too, but the real thing that anyone could actually replicate immediately is I did something called backtrading. So backtrading is where you go and you take a chart and you do a historical replay day mm -hmm. by day and, and look at the charts, look at the candles, look at the emotion, look at the sentiment. And I bought a software called Trade Navigator, which I think they're still around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and I bought their, uh, their data replay package and I backtraded the indices since inception. So the S&P, the Dow Jones, and the NASDAQ. And I did it seven hours a day, every single day for seven months. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, going back through the Dow Jones and looking at the actual Great Depression and trading it, right, candle by candle, day by day, and trading World War One and World War Two, and just getting in, getting in the insight and seeing the attack on Pearl Harbor and seeing the Cold War and seeing the crash in 1987 and just being in it and almost trying to feel like what I would have done if I was there. That changed my life, man. That was such a, such a strong way to learn what people are feeling and how they're feeling when I, when I can look at a chart. And that was really what helped turn it around for me because once I did that, I gained experience and I gained knowledge and I gained confidence. And then I just went back to what worked before. So real, realistically, I just went out and tried to figure out ways to go collect more money, right? Sale bet, you know, get promotions, get raises, pull out money, 401ks, cash advances from credit cards, anything I could do to start piling some money together so I could go back and attack the market and trade and go back to what I knew, which was covered calls, mm -hmm. and then start tiptoeing into day trading and start doing both of those relatively actively and just learning a lot, learning a lot of lessons, writing down rules, following rules. Man, that was, you know, mind exploding. That was a that was a flamethrower for my brain because I did not know that you had to have actual rules in your trading. You could just you're supposed to do it with your feeling and your instincts, and you're supposed to be this math genius. But really, it's create some rules in advance, follow those rules ahead of time, and then take some trades based on those rules. Dude, I I agree with you so much. Like I'm working on a course right now, and I literally like 20 minutes ago had just recorded a lesson about making rules. Right. I call it I call it the unbreakable trading plan, because once yeah. you set this in motion, you can't break it, you know, because this That's is right. the way to totally screw up your account. That's so funny you say that. Like, it's such fresh on my mind right now. <laughs> yeah, I love it, dude. I love it. That's it. Yeah, you can't you can't break it. And you if you do, there needs to be some type of punishment, not. Oh, let me not trade for a little bit or, you know, I'm not going to eat cookies for a day, but some like legitimate punishment, just like you. To my knowledge, I've never robbed a bank or killed anyone. 
because there's massive, massive consequences that come with mm-hmm. that. So there are pain to keep us from doing bad things in all of the other aspects of life. So we follow the rules so that we don't get burned. In trading, we have to do the same thing. We have to create some type of pain threshold and disciplinary action if we do break one of those rules. So what's your discipline since you brought it up? Yeah. Uh, well, man, it's pretty intense. So my discipline at this point is I have to eat beets, Brussels sprouts, and mustard for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for three days. No sugar uh, for three months. No alcohol for three months. No sports for three months. And I have to write a $10,000 check to the opposing political party. That is very extreme. But, I, you know, I if you want to have extreme results so you don't break them, <laughs> you need to have extreme consequences. That uh, That's interesting, man. I like that. So you've got this extreme discipline plan. When's the last time that uh, that you broke it? I got to know. No, man, it's a valid question. Um, the reason it's pretty extreme right now is because I haven't broken it in a while. Um, in a while being at least three years. Because mm. um, I hate beets that much. <laughs> um, I don't I don't like I don't like breaking the rules and I have done everything up until I started getting worse and worse and worse. So I've waxed my entire body. Um, I've wore a dress in public. I've shaved my head. I've dyed my hair. I've shaved my eyebrows. Uh, dude, I've done everything short of getting a tattoo, which will probably be the next thing. If I break this rule, if I break these plans, then I probably have to go, you know, get a tattoo or something. But yeah, man, long story short, I haven't broken it in about three years. I'm very, very military, a military decision with like strict, strict discipline. Um, well, I mean, and you don't want to break it, right? This is no. not, when you break it, you lose money. <laughs> and when you, Always. I, it's Always. not just the consequences you have there, but like you literally have less money, right? And, and yeah. that's just never a place to be that you want to be at. Agreed. Totally agree. So... So when did you start the reallifetrading.com? Like how, what, what, what about that? What, what happened in your life where you were like, I'm ready to start reallifetrading.com? How do we get here? I went to a conference in Miami about seven and a half years ago. And I forget the exact name of it, but it was some, it was one of those really sketchy ones. Like, Make thirty thousand dollars in eight minutes, and um, it'll be interesting. So yeah, I went sounds to good. Conference. <laughs> and it was a very popular online trading company, um, and they teach very simple strategies. So the strategy they was teaching was covered calls. So the plan was have a million dollars in your account, sell a covered call, and in eight minutes you get thirty grand, which technically is true, but you have to have a lot of money in order to do it. And again, that's fine. It was all good, but. The dude was so boring. So boring. I was like, why? Why are we being so boring? Like, I'm looking around. Everyone's falling asleep. And I'm thinking to myself, I could do this so much better. I love teaching this. I'm excited. I like teaching. I think I could do this. Let me give it a shot. And so I make a video on YouTube called How to Trade Covered Calls. That was it. Post a video. And I got tons and tons and tons of people that liked it. A lot of comments were left. I mean, we're... I posted on Facebook really within like three or four weeks. It had 10,000 views. Wow. Yeah, man. Crazy. And so everyone started reaching out to me, messaging me like, hey, man, how can you get more information? I like your style. You're really nice. You're really, uh, you're transparent, so on and so forth. And that's kind of how it started happening, man. As I realized that there was a lot of people out there who just need 
a different style of education. I'm by no means would I ever say that I'm the best trader in the world because I'm not, not even close. I don't even know if I'm on the list, but I'm on the list of some of the best educators on the planet. And I just happen to pick the stock market because one of my skills is making complex things simple. So this was a perfect opportunity for me, man. And I created Real Life Trading um, six years ago. And the mission of the company is to enrich lives. And we do that by educating the world on how to properly and profitably trade the stock market. Wow, that's that's really cool, man. You know, I I forget where I heard it from, but the the quote was something like, you know, when people are asking for something, that's when you got to go give it to them. And it yeah. sounds like that's exactly what you did. That was it, man. I had tons of retirees and people on Facebook just reaching out to me and they just they were asking questions and so I was trying to fill fill find a way to deliver that value and to help them. Mm -hmm. truly, truly so help them. Do you run like a, a, a trading room during the day? I do. Yeah. yeah. So I have a day trading room during the day. I have an afternoon swing trading room at night. I'm actually, um, I'm outside the building right now. I have a Nashville retreat going on as we speak. So I had 30 traders from all over the world fly in um, to trade with us live for an entire week because we felt that traders just love a community. They like hanging out and talking, trading with other traders, man, because it's so rare to meet people who know your language and jargon in life in real yeah. life oh yeah it's like when i try and talk trading with my wife oh my gosh she would ha she glazes over faster than a donut let me tell you she is like i don't care <laughs> yeah. she's incredibly intelligent and i love that about her but when it comes to money and finances and stuff like no that's not yep. her thing whatsoever yeah so yeah i get it and and honestly selfishly that's why i started the podcast is sure. uh, it gives me an opportunity to to talk and network with people, right? And it, it gives the, the, the audience a great way to, to listen in on, on conversations. But I mean, the, the fact that I've been able to connect with you and like Mark Minervini, Steve Burns, and, and, and all these like actual big name people is incredible. And that I can, you know, have a community that I've started by uh, by the podcast is, is so, so great. And I think that's why people continue to turn in, uh, tune in week after week is because, you know, it's a great chance to learn, not just for me. I, I only know so much, but, you know, from all these other people that I, I can get on just like you. Yep, man. It's a great feeling to be able to surround yourself with people who are better than you. And that's, oh, all, yeah. I that's all I strive to do every day uh, is get people who know more about macroeconomic events or know more about options or know more about trend following or fundamental analysis. I, I just know candlesticks and trading psychology. That's it. Those are my only two specialties. And uh, I know how to follow a plan and create a plan and be disciplined. So I, I lean on a lot of other people to help me with a lot of other things. And that's the only way we can do is connect with amazing people like you. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jake from TrendSpider, we met at a trading conference, actually. And so I just did a presentation that he liked a lot. And he thought that it was really valuable and useful to him and his trading. So he just reached out to me and was like, man, I like your stuff. I like your energy. I think you're funny. We should do something together. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's make it happen. Oh, great. Yeah, the way I found Jake was uh, actually through um, through Steve Burns. Um, I had had Steve on the podcast many times, and Steve was like, hey, have you ever uh, used TrendSpider before? It's this really great program where you can backtest and everything. I was like, no, let me see it. And so he, he talked to Jake, and I was like, Jake, send Chris a free account so you can see it. And I was like, boom, connection was yep. born. And now yep. now Jake has a spot on my show every Monday. So that, that makes wow. my life easier. Uh, wow. Yeah, he's so, dude, he's so into the market too. It's amazing. Yeah, he is in it to win it. So, so Jeremy, 
we, we've come to the point where it's like, all right, real life trading's up and running. You're changing lives, you're making moves. What's next, right? Where, where are you going? I'm going into the educational system of America at this point. Um, so really good news. This will probably be the first public time I announce it, actually. But real life trading, uh, I have a connection in Nashville, Tennessee that I work very closely with. His name is Turner Nash. He owns a company called Max Content. And we have gotten all my education into the federal prison systems here in America. Whoa. So over 2.5 million inmates in America have access to my trading material uh, because I understand that when they leave, they're going to have a very hard time getting a job. And the stock market doesn't care who you are, what color you are, how much money you do or do not have, and what your background is, what mistakes you've made in life. It's an opportunity for everyone to make money. And I have the honor and the privilege, man, of working with a lot of children as well. Every March, I have Kids Month where I go to schools, high schools, uh, elementary schools, middle schools, and I teach my education and give kids an idea how the stock market works. And just like my dad taught me when I was six, give them the same information. And we were able to parlay that into an opportunity to work with the Miami Foster Care Center, where I'm providing all my content to the Miami Foster Care Center. And uh, I think through that opportunity, through that connection, I'll be able to use them as an example where I go, hey, Chicago, hey, L.A., hey, New York. And there's over 700,000 children in America in the foster care center alone. And being able to teach them and provide them this content as well so they can create a way for themselves. And again, through phones and apps and really, really easy methodologies, slowly change their mind, their belief system and their family's lives. And so that's my goal, man, is, is much, much larger than me trading for myself and for the people around me. I want to impact the globe. And I know that if you can teach enough people something, you can truly change the world. And I think the educational system in America needs more information like this mm. so that we can teach our kids and our college kids and our young adults how the stock market works and how they can use it to their benefit. Yeah. Wow, man. I got to tell you, I, uh, I'm really impressed. That, that sounds like an incredible opportunity to to really change a lot of people's lives so congratulations Thanks, good for man. you well dude it's, it's honestly because a lot of people like you and have me on having me on your show because you put in tons of work doing this i know that you put in tons of money doing this and you spend a lot of your mental power and physical power getting these shows created reaching out to great people and getting them a voice so man thank you because without you people like myself don't get the opportunity to tell people what we can do well, you know, like I said earlier, I, I'm only one man and I, I don't know everything. And that's 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 for damn sure. I can take that. Yeah. <laughs> I've written a short guide on how you can use the triple stock profit system. It's the secret weapon every investor needs right now to change your financial future. And you can get it for free by visiting triplestockprofits.com or in the links below. Also, if you want to join a community of traders just like you, you can get free access to the elite membership that has even more resources to help you trade faster and trade smarter. So, Jeremy, this has been a really great conversation. Um, you know, certainly would, would encourage everyone to go to reallifetrading.com, learn more about Jeremy. I mean, if you're out in the prison system, it may be useful as well. You may see him there. Um, or if you're out in the education system, you might see him there too. Jeremy, this is uh, this has been great. I uh, I'm I'm excited actually to see to to follow you along and to see how this turns out. Thanks, man, dude. I really appreciate that. I, I do, and uh, I also have a podcast that just launched um, called Broke to Woke, 
Oh, cool. It, it just it's, it's very easy to listen to, but it just gives more of my full, full background because I know we've only got a few minutes together. But if you want to hear my war stories, Chris, like you said, that's where we learn, man. I got a lot of them. I have a lot of scars. I have a lot of healing that has been done. And it's just so, so good to know that the market can help. It can tear and it can provide. Yeah, without a doubt. And respecting the risk, you know, allows you to, uh, to make that happen. Absolutely, man. Thank you for your time today, Chris. I really appreciate it. No, 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 no. Thank you for your time today, Jeremy. I really appreciate it. <laughs> You're so welcome. And thank you guys for tuning in to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and enable notifications. That way you never miss any of the cool tips and tricks that we upload every single week to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit 10MinuteStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.